What's up? What's up? What's up? <laughs> Welcome to Glass Half Full Toledo. It's just me, myself, and I this week. There are so many interviews coming up this weekend and into next week that I really decided to focus really heavily on the blog this week. And I couldn't help it because I just finished this amazing, amazing book called The Divided City, Poverty and Prosperity in Urban America. And it's by Alan Malik. And I don't consider myself an economist by any stretch. I just love history. But this book seriously changed my viewpoint on a lot of things. So if you happen to read my blog, I kind of do a bit of a comparison between Detroit's revival and Toledo's revival and how we're experiencing similar yet very, very different growing pains. And this book kind of tapped into another dimension of that that I didn't even know existed. So check it out. But this week, since I'm in LaSalle, I figured it was appropriate to drink a PBR and we are going to do an episode on the LaSalle building. So you're welcome. (laughs) I just want the record to show right now that I hate solo podcasts because I hate the sound of my own voice. So if you're not drinking already, you're going to want to drink during this with me. <laughs> um, and then here's for your ambiance. If you're deciding to crack one open with me, is that helpful? <laughs> anyway, so yeah, um, this is me sitting in the LaSalle talking about the LaSalle. So initially when I moved here, I'm not going to lie. I really didn't have any appreciation for the history behind the building. My dad knew exactly where it was and what it was because he had said, oh, hey, I remember playing in the coat racks there when I was a kid. And it, even now, like literal goosebumps I get from that moment just because it's so weird sometimes how universes can collide. But that really struck me that that this building was a significant landmark before it was this historic apartment that I now squat in. Just kidding. I also think the way people pronounce the name of LaSalle is really funny to me and can also tell a lot where you're from. It's kind of like when you catch yourself saying fur instead of for. Well, it's for this. And then you realize that you shouldn't say fur because you sound like a hick from God knows where, like Midwest, Ohio. You should really, for, it is for. That was like one of the hardest things about theater school for me. It wasn't the accents. It wasn't. Anyway, you can take the girl out of the Midwest, but you can't take the Midwest out of the girl. I'm getting off traffic. So anyway, so. The greatest Toledo store is the original slogan of this building. Obviously, eventually it was purchased by Macy's department store, but it still retained the LaSalle name. LaSalle was actually a department store, which makes sense why my dad would hide in the clothes racks here. And LaSalle and Coach Company moved to this nine-story building. It was designed from a firm in New York. That's kind of what LaSalle's department store was. And then 10 years after that, they added extra floors to the building and kind of encompassed this Italian Renaissance style, which is still really visible today from the outside and the inside, which is those really, really high ceilings, which you can probably hear my voice echoing pretty heavily right now. And if you can't, that's just because this microphone's really good. But 
the ceilings throughout the building are really, really high. And there's a lot of intricate detailing, especially in the lobbies and in the elevators and things like that. That's very, very visible. And that was said to be inspired by the cathedral in Toledo, Spain, which is, as we all know, our sister city, Toledo, 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 potato, potato. You get what I'm saying? I swear to God, this is the first sip I've had of this beer. This is just me after a long day of work. Can you imagine? So essentially what happened is they basically closed and this part is where it's really sad and a true picture I think of what downtown Toledo really was until recently is that after they closed this building was neglected and vacant for 13 years before anything saw this as potential and a viable investment opportunity so in 1996 developers converted it into apartments and a retail space and that is sort of what is still standing today so right now la salle is actually we are one of i say we (laughs) i just rent i don't own any part of this building but right now i'm gonna say we because you know living space la salle is one of the three largest apartment buildings downtown. We are right alongside Commodore Perry and uh, the riverfront. And right now, all three of these giants are close to 100% occupancy, which is insane to me because hundreds of people live in these buildings. And I still don't understand why we have 27 parking spaces, but I dig- no, no, I'm not. You know what? I'm not going to go there. I'm not going to go there. So I will say this, since moving in, management has changed, I think, three times since we've moved in here. So things are slowly being fixed and updated, which makes sense, because obviously as rent increases, you expect additional amenities, and that, and I can't say that's not happening, because it, it totally is. And they are doing a lot of stuff, like since we've been here, they've gotten exterior lighting, which is really great, because... I usually end up working till crazy late hours and I get home. Well, it's not true. I work really far away, so I end up usually getting home very late. And the exterior lighting is really great. Makes me feel safe walking in. Sometimes they have a guard at night, which is really good. The roof, they improved a lot last summer. And so I'm really excited to see those continued improvements. They actually made it like a really, really cool spot to hang out. You can see Fifth Third from here. There's storage units now you can rent. So there's a lot of up and coming things, I think, that they're, whoever the owners are now, Monarch Investments, I believe, is their official name. It's hard to keep track. After like two people were in and out so quickly, management shifted and I was like, I don't even, I don't even know. I haven't had any issues at least working with them in terms of if I have an issue, I I always feel like I can go talk to them. Not that I ever have an issue because, you know. I got that Irish Catholic guilt. So if there's an issue, I just repress it and move on. There's a really great sense of community here. And there's a lot of dogs here. That's pretty much all it takes to make me happy in life. (laughs) Doesn't even have to be my dog. Just I would like to be surrounded by dogs at all times. And obviously, too, you're living downtown. So you're, you're paying for the location, not necessarily the space. I mean, there's a couple complaints I could lodge, like, Uh, The elliptical in our gym has been broken since, like, November. Um, (laughs) Sometimes 
you know, they're shitty people, but shitty people live everywhere. Overall, I would say that I'm really, really happy to be living here. I think the changes that they're making to the building and the even things like the lounge, the lobby are really, really great. Definitely steps in the right directions to sort of make these apartments desirable to dwellers. And it makes sense why people want to live here. It really is in the heart of Toledo. There's a lot of really cool stuff right outside your front door. You're right on Adams Street, which is the hub of, you know, all things arts and culture downtown. You're a second away from the Huntington Center. I can walk pretty much anywhere else. I could walk to the market on the green if I want to, to get my groceries. I'm right across from the Valentine. It's it's a really, really cool spot. So very, very lucky, very, very blessed. And I think too often people don't really take time to appreciate where they're living, especially as a renter, because I mean, if you're me, I've moved so many times in my life, it's kind of ridiculous. So another beautiful thing about this podcast is that I hope 10 years from now, I'll be able to look back and and fondly remember LaSalle and, and living downtown and all of that stuff. So anyway, I looked up some Yelp reviews for LaSalle as I was researching kind of like the history of the building because I was really curious about what other tenants thought. It just kind of happened, right? Because the first thing now that when you type in the name of any entity as you're solely researching things is that Google pops up and tells you what the world thinks about it. So Google gives LaSalle a 3.9 rating, okay? So if you click into that a little further, you'll see that almost all the reviews are either a five-star review or a one-star review. No middle ground. This led me down the rabbit hole of reading some Yelp reviews. I'm going to read some of these and then respond to them with some thoughts or feedback from me, who actually currently lives in this building. So I will, I will preface by saying that there are a lot of great reviews. I'm not necessarily going to read all the great ones because the bad ones, unfortunately, are usually much, much more eloquently written and way more entertaining. And that's really why you're still listening at this point, right? We're at the 12 minute mark or so. So yeah, that's really why you're still here is that we're, we're going to have a good time. You're drinking a PBR with me and we're going to have a good time. So, all right, this one struck my soul. This is a one-star review for me out by ready. LaSalle is a glorified dorm building. The entire place reeks of pot. The neighbors constantly play music as loud as possible. And it's always a surprise when you'll find the next pile of dog or human feces, or maybe you'll just walk into an elevator filled with mystery liquid and beer cans. <laughs> that is super poetic. Stephen M., wherever you are in the world. Two people found it useful. One person found it funny. (laughs) Mystery liquid and beer cans. That one got me. Okay, so it is true. I mean, it's expensive to live here comparatively for Toledo prices. It's, It's expensive, but it's on the more affordable side still, I think, if you're comparing to, you know, the Berdan, the Lofts. Um, all the upcoming Skyrise apartments that you're looking at. Um, comparatively, we're pretty middle of the road, at least for downtown living. Maybe not on the Grand Toledo scale, but at least for downtown living, I would say we're still within that middle range as far as expenses. So you're gonna get you're gonna get all kinds of people. You're not gonna get creme de la creme 
Also, I think I would argue that some of what Stephen M. described is sort of part of its charm. Like, I don't know, one of my favorite things is getting in the elevator and then inhaling really deeply and (laughs) being like, is this the weed one? Like, because there is one that distinctly smells like weed. (laughs) So I mentioned the gym, so I have to bring this, this one up because it made me laugh out loud. D.W., said, I sat on a bench in the gym once and it broke. (laughs) And that's their review. One star. To be fair, DW, if you are out there in the world just breaking benches in gyms, do you even need to gym, bro? Like, don't forget about your arms. I mean, I guess if you're basing your whole living experience off the, the benches in the gym, I completely understand that review. My favorite reviews are the passive aggressive ones that don't leave any comments and they're just like one star, mic drop, one star, go to hell. That's just it. Just one star, no comment on why it was shitty. They just like leave it. When you leave no comments, but a one star review, it's that it didn't even dignify your response. It was so bad. You can't even bring yourself to to type out why. The thing I will say, though, that most people I don't even think have noticed, because I brought this up this week in the elevator to numerous people, and they're like, what? Really? There's a Poco Piatti right across from LaSalle that just hung their sign two weekends ago on Huron. This area is about to be crazy. This area is about to be absolutely insane. So for the kids at home, Poco Piatti is this upscale Italian chain restaurant, like $30 a plate. And the only one that I know of exists in Perrysburg. So little rich Perrysburg, Italian fancy schmancy is setting up shop and presumably opening very, very, very soon because they already have a sign that they are opening right across the street from my apartment with weed infused elevator extravaganza experience. I kind of feel a little bit like the person I'm going to be in like 70 years, but I am turning into that person prematurely because right now, quite honestly, I feel like an old lady in a rocking chair screaming at people to get off my lawn, like leave my weed elevators alone and get your adorable, delicious little Italian plates of cheese out of here. Maybe that's an extreme reaction. It is. I know it is. I just, I'm excited for Toledo. I think it's really exciting to see the potential for this to happen and then actually have it come to fruition is even more amazing. But at the same time, you also kind of feel like this is weird because this is my home. And I don't think anyone expects necessarily the place where they live to go through a renaissance. I mean, obviously, I'm not speaking for all Toledo. I'm just one voice, but it's simultaneously really exciting and then also really scary because, I mean, what else What else is coming, I think, is really probably, and if it's not, it should be. The, the big question on everyone's mind is, what is next? 